from the studios of Teeing It Up in Charleston, South Carolina, and New Jersey. This is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint for week one of 2020. We made it to an NFL season, Luke Morrow. Um, welcome back for another year. Well, it's great to be back. You know, there may have been a period of time where we didn't think we reached this, but uh, credit to the NFL for the great job they've done, and they put their heads down, and they stayed consistent and on schedule, plowed through, and I can't wait to watch you football today. Uh, we purposely did no small talk uh, b- before hitting record. Uh, do you know why that is? I can't wait to find out. Well, because I wanted your natural reaction to the Dalvin Cook contract because you sent me a text, but you were prepping for a Citadel game that said you're not the biggest fan of it. <clears throat> so as a Vikings fan, um, knowing that you've had this mixed record of success and discord recently, what is it about this contract that worries you? So it's not just Dalvin Cook. I would say that it's all running backs with those second contracts. Uh, for Dalvin specifically, I love Dalvin Cook. He's a running back and a player. The offense is essentially built around him. Yeah, he fits the offense perfectly. A young guy. He's, he's a good enough receiver. He can do it all. Uh, I get all that. In a perfect world, it would make a lot of sense to commit to him long-term and give him that type of money. The reason why I'm not the biggest fan is because, A, eh, five years is quite the commitment. Over $60 million especially if the salary cap's going to go down, you know, for a running back, that's quite the commitment. But he's played, uh, I think he's, I think he's uh, missed 29 games or played 29 games. And he's just getting, I think he's only played 29 games. And he just got uh, $28 million guaranteed. Uh, so the number one concern is the health, and the number two concern is just the history that very rarely has a second contract worked out for any running back the last 15, 20 years. So uh, I, I'm concerned about the Derrick Henry deal. Now Dalvin Cook, even Alvin Kamara got his deal yesterday. I get that they're great players, but we have seen through the last 20 years these running backs, by the time they reach their late 20s, whether it's ability or health, they're just not the same player. Teams often uh, uh, regret these contracts and a five-year deal over $60 million. You better hope this works out because otherwise that could be a few years of, of regretting uh, that deal at the Vikings game. You called a game yesterday that had no fans at it. What was it like, and what do you think we're going to hear today from these announcers and through the first part of this season when the majority of stadiums are not going to have fans? It was interesting. So, uh, as you said, of course, yeah, I called the game live. Then I listened back to it on radio last night when I got home, uh, the broadcast that we did, and then I also watched on TV. Uh, I can say watching it on TV, it didn't seem to be a big difference, to be honest with you this particular game at least. Uh, listening on the radio, you could kind of notice the difference, and it was the same difference that we had in person, where I sat on the air, it felt like an NBA game, because in the case of South Florida, they decided to use more music than crowd noise. They had crowd noise going, but the music was much louder and consistent, and so it felt like an NBA game, because they were playing you know, rap music the whole time, uh, even up to the point where it felt like, you know, we're the Citadel, we're running plays, and there's, there's a DJ, you know, there's a soundtrack, there's music, there's rap songs still playing. So that was a little unusual. That was the oddest part. It, it, but from a broadcasting standpoint, honestly, uh, it didn't feel much different because the noise was there and consistent, and there was the fans, the fake crowd noise of the fans, which was very delayed at USF. It was a little awkward. 
crowd noise. There was an environment. Even if there was no one there, USF, they won the game. So throughout the game, while they were leading, they were dancing. You know, they felt even the environment through the music, through the crowd. So really, from my point of view, as you're broadcasting the game and watching the football, I honestly, I never sat there and said, like, wow, this feels odd or this feels different. It, it really felt like a normal game. The only weird thing is just like I said, that they relied more on music, and I've heard a lot of coaches say, but oh, we'd rather just have music than the fake crowd noise. Made it like an NBA game. That was a little weird uh, that it was just rap music constantly up until the ball snapped, and uh, just, yeah, it seemed like a, almost like a summer league pickup game. Jets Bills is our first game. It's a 15-minute show for anybody new. It's a 15-minute show. We go through five games, and we do a whole bunch of random picks at the end, and it's a fast Paste sprint, which is why this show has the name that it just does. Jets Bills, I have no idea what to expect. I have no idea what to expect from this defense that saw CJ Mosley opt out in the trading of Jamal Adams. They're really good up front. I don't know what they'll be in the back. And on offense, you lose Denzel Mims for the week with a hamstring injury. And the Jets have a bunch of unproven wide receivers besides Jamison Crowder. Quincy Nunn was probably done for the year. So is it going to be swing passes to one of the running backs? But Le'Veon Bell or Frank Gore are really not the people you do swing passes to. So, Luke, I have absolutely, positively no clue what to expect from this Jets team. I expect a mess of a game. It's apparently supposed to be wet. I don't know. I, I, I guess Josh Allen being better than Sam Darnold is why they're six and a half favorites. And the fact that the Jets have no offensive weapons. Um, but I literally do not know what to expect. And I don't know if, how many teams know what to expect today. Um, I think it's proven commodities versus unproven commodities. In some of these matchups, you take a game like, um, you know, and, and obviously Tom Brady's in a different world. But if it was Saints-Jets... I would obviously say Sean Payton, Drew Brees, way better than Adam Gase, Sam, uh, Sam Darnold. I have no idea what to expect today. Yeah, like you said, I think that's the case uh, across the board uh, and throughout the league, and we'll see. That's why I, I, I like the Jets in terms of the point total. I don't know if the Jets are going to win, but as a touchdown favorite, uh, I, I, or a touchdown underdog, I should say, uh, I think the Jets will keep it closer than that. Uh, it's interesting. A year ago, these two teams, we were in this position getting ready for Jets-Bills, and we had high hopes for the Jets to start the season, and they came out and started the game well, and then, you know, let it slip away. And this year, it's kind of reverse, where, like you said, we don't know what to expect from the Jets, but everyone thinks that this is the Bills division to lose, and it probably should be. But I still have concerns over Josh Allen, if he's good enough. And for the Bills, they made some big moves this offseason. But Stephon Diggs, you know, I saw him up close to personal in Minnesota, great receiver. Uh, a little tough in that locker room with that team, and same with Josh Norman on defense. The Bills had a nice little thing going, some young players, Sean McDermott building a good environment. And my concern is how uh, will Diggs and Norman come in and fit into that, or are they going to be kind of the, you know, like the prima donna stars that they've been in the past, whereas the Bills have been this community, this team, uh, instead of one in particular person. The Bills have talent. Um, as I said, I, I think the Jets keep it close today. Uh, I, I'll say the Bills win, but week one is so unpredictable. This year it's even more unpredictable. I don't know what we're going to get uh, from either of these two teams. I think the Jets will be pretty good, but uh, I think they'll struggle today. Pats, Dolphins, Cam Newton's debut. 
Fitzmagic in Miami, Tua waiting to come in. This is going to be a blowout. The Pats are going to win this game by a million. I don't know why the line is 